We were talking about him on Monday. He didn't get back to us until Tuesday, but we were talking about him. So it's good to have Jay Feely back on the show here on because the Because I had Campbell a question for, I had a question for a kicker. And and he was nowhere to be found when he's usually usually when I don't I could care less if he's around, he's always texting us. <laughs> stuff that I like, you know. But when I when I seriously have a question, he's nowhere to be found. Never a former kicker around when you need one, right? And I just want to see I I want I just want to feel wanted. That's the deal. I'm <laughs> gonna start turning to Ali Hashi Sheik. He's gotta be somewhere. <laughs> I think he's back in Michigan, Gambo. Is he back in Michigan? I need a yep. reliable kicker that can help me out here. Jay Feely, who Called the Jags game uh, against the Broncos for CBS, uh, which, by the way, we haven't had a chance to congratulate you on the air. Uh, full-time color analyst, CBS, that's fantastic. Congratulations, Jay. I mean, I know you've, you've done a lot of that the last few years, but you are, like, fully entrenched now in that rotation. So congratulations, man. That's awesome. I appreciate it. It's fun. It's fun to be able to do the games every week and do the production meetings and, you know, get to meet everybody and see – I think that's the thing I enjoy the most is doing those meetings. And I think real quick, you have an idea of who has answers and who doesn't. You get a really good understanding of staff and you see some of these assistants. You're like, he'll be a good head coach. He won't be a good head coach. <laughs> and it's just kind of, it's just kind of fascinating to me. Yeah. <laughs> funny stuff. You want to start with your question about Prater I, I, before I, we talk about the Jags? I really do. Um, because he, he hit a field goal that would have been good from 70. Did you see it? <laughs> I did. Yeah, it broke my record. I'm like, thanks a lot, Matt. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been good from 70. I mean, it had the. It was. It's just an unbelievable kick. Now, usually, kickers as they get older, they they maintain their accuracy, but they lose a little bit on the distance. We've talked about this before. I mean, it's it's harder to hit those longer ones. They're good from you know 45 yards and in, but anything 50, you know, it becomes hard, and that's why. You know, sometimes you have to have two because the, your, the, the older kicker can't get the ball in the end zone on a kickoff. Sometimes it comes in, it comes up short to the seven yard line. So, why is it that Matt Prater, at his age, continues to have the same leg strength that he had when he was younger? I am incredibly impressed with Matt and what he's become in his career and who he's become as a man and just everything that he. Matt Prater goes way back with my family. So he was in college with my brother. They were both freshmen at UCF together. He beats my brother out. My brother ends up transferring to JU. And then coming out of college, Matt comes down to Miami uh, when I had just signed with the Dolphins, and he comes in as a camp guy, and he's there for a few months, and then he gets released and, and then kind of goes about his journey of trying to get into the NFL like I did a few years before that and goes to Atlanta and doesn't kick great and gets cut and then gets an opportunity and goes up to Denver and kind of becomes Matt Prater. And, but then he, he grew, he grew as a player, he grew as a person. Um, and, and one of the things I'm most impressed with is just how good he's become with his technique. You know, he's such a different kicker now than when he was back, you know, in 2007 when he was with me with the Dolphins. That's, that's a credit to him. It's a credit to the work that he's put in and how good he's become. And that kind of is a roundabout way of answering how, I think he's so good now from distance because his his form is ingrained so that he does the same thing every single time and he hits the ball the same way each time, which allows you to actually kick the ball further. So even though you're getting older, you're still you're hitting the ball more consistently and better, and so that makes it easier to kick those long field goals. I mean, he's, he's 37 right now, 
you know, at some point you get to the point where you don't have a driver anymore. You're sitting on the, you're sitting on the tee box and you're hitting a ball and you think it's really good and it's really going a three iron distance. And that's kind of what happened with me is all of a sudden you realize, oh, I don't have a driver anymore. <laughs> and and I, I hit that one really good and it went to like the goal line, you know, on a kickoff. Um, and, but he, has, he certainly hasn't gotten there yet. And it's such a big addition for this team to be able to have a guy that you can count on regardless. You know, and I talked to you guys about that a few years ago. As, you know, when you're an offensive coordinator and you have a 53-yard field goal and it's third and 10, you know, you'd like to be able to go for the first down and continue that drive and, 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 get, a, and get a score for a touchdown. But a lot of times, if you don't have a great kicker, you're thinking, well, let me pick up five or six of these yards because I know the defense will give it to us, and that will give him a better opportunity to make that. Yeah. Well, with a guy like Matt Prater or Justin Tucker, these great kickers, you don't have to do that, and that's a huge advantage for your offense. Jay Feely from CBS Sports, our guest here in the Burns and Gambo Show. All right, so you called the Jacksonville-Denver game this past weekend, and from afar, the Jags looked like just an absolute mess. They've lost 17 straight games. You called it. You saw it. From your perspective, what's going on with Trevor Lawrence and kind of what's going on with that Jags team as they get ready to take on the Cardinals this weekend? Well, I, I said on air, I thought that the Jacksonville defense last year was by far the least talented defense in the NFL. Like, it wasn't even close. Uh, they brought a few guys in. They got five new starters this year on defense, guys like Shaquille Griffin, Rashawn Jenkins, bringing those guys in to try and supplement uh, what they didn't have there last year. You know, but everything revolves around Trevor Lawrence, and it, it's, it, it has to be a long-term plan for him this year is about learning for him you know it's about making the difficult throws when they're there but learning when to take chances and when not and and how you have to be on time I think that's one of the biggest things I saw was that he would be late with the throw like he was going up against a tough defense that Vic Fangio defense um, that now is kind of in vogue you're seeing Brandon Staley with the Chargers running the same thing Chicago's running the same thing they they do everything post-snap you know, so it's all cover two look with two safeties until the snap. And then as soon as the snap happens, all kinds of changes. And so if you're doing play action or anything, you get back there, you turn your head, you turn around, and it's a completely different picture. And he would pick it up, but then the interception that you, you saw at Kareem Jackson, he's laid on that, oh, there it is, he's open. Now I throw, which in college you can get away with, and he's got such a strong arm. What well, ends up being an interception in the NFL? I think that's probably what he's learning now is that I have to be on time. I got to go through my progressions quicker and I have to be on time. And, you know, offensively, I don't think they've helped him a lot. I really don't. I don't, I don't like their plan so far. I think they should be leaning a whole lot more on James Robinson and running that ball uh, and then taking a lot of that pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. They, they certainly did it in the first game and um, they tried to do it in the first half of the second game, but um, there's a couple of plays. Patrick, Pat Sertain made a great, Great interception. Yes. Not a bad throw. You know, it was just a, a textbook play for a rookie cornerback. You know, you're running with the receiver, you turn your head, you find the ball, and then, and then an amazing catch. So sometimes those guys make plays. But uh, Trevor Lawrence is the least of my concerns when it comes to Jacksonville. All right, let's talk about a trap game. The Cardinals have the Rams after this. Jacksonville's 0-2. They're terrible. But you are traveling back east. It is the earlier game. The Cardinals are 2-0. and The Jags are 0-2, and they don't look very good. Is this a typical trap game? Should Cardinal fans be worried at all that the Jaguars can end a 17-game losing streak against them? I, I think every game in the NFL you can be beat. Every game in the NFL, I heard Urban Meyer say, like, you're playing against Alabama, guys from Alabama, every single week. You know, that's what it's like in the NFL, and it's true. Uh, I, I think here, here's the interesting thing. 
And this is the matchup that would, uh, would excite me and that I'd focus on if I was a Cardinals fan. The fact that Jacksonville runs almost an all-man defense. Joe Collins, first-time NFL defense coordinator, first-time call and plays. It's almost all-man coverage. You know, and you have the speed. Like, the two guys I think will have huge games, which isn't a surprise to a Cardinals fan, is Rondell Moore and, and Kyler. I think Kyler runs for a lot of yards. I, you know, if he runs for over 100 yards in this game, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Wow. Because if you're going to play man-to-man coverage, you don't have eyes on the quarterback, and he's going to have a lot of room to be able to get out and run and, and run for a lot of yardage. Um, and I don't, I don't know that they're going to switch it up and go to zone. You know, I really don't. And that's kind of who they are. That's what they do. They went out and got corners try and be sticky and cover man to man. Um, so, you know, you're going to have a lot of man beaters and you're going to have a lot of crossing routes and those guys that can run away from those defenders, you know, they could have big games. Jay Feely, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show, 98.7 FM, Arizona sports station ba- based off of, I know it's so early Trevor Lawrence. And you talked about him a second ago, came into this league with the expectations that he could be as sure of a prospect as Andrew Luck was all those years ago. I, I, I've, I know you mentioned about needing to help him out more with the way they're calling games and running the football. Are you starting to see that at all with Trevor Lawrence, or has it just been too inconsistent and they're playing from way too far behind for him to be able to show what he's really about? Well, he makes a couple of throws in each of the games. The first game, he threw a touchdown in the third quarter that you're like, wow. I mean, that is a stud of a throw. He just rips it, and that's after throwing a couple picks. And, you know, I don't think he's, he's scared, which is good. Um, you know, but if you go back, you look at Peyton Manning in 1998, his rookie year, he was 3-13, three, three you know, 57%. And he had more touchdowns, 28, more interceptions, interceptions 20 yeah. interceptions to 26 touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he struggled. Then they go 13-3 the next year. You know, and I'm doing Zach Wilson this week. Zach struggled a whole lot more than Trevor struggling for the Jets. And, and Zach looked amazing in preseason. You know, everybody was so excited. But when, when these defensive coordinators start scheming up against you and they start trying to do things and they start trying to con- confuse you post-snap. You know, Kyler went through that a little bit his, his rookie year as well, you know, after starting quick and seemingly it's okay. And then these defense coordinators start scheming things up on you. And, um, you know, I think both those guys are going to be fine. They got a lot of, a lot of talent, and uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, for a guy like Trevor, this is the biggest thing for me with him. He has never lost. Last, last week, week one, was his first loss in a regular season game at any level, high school, or college, yeah. now the NFL. I mean, that's just unbelievable. You know, so for a guy who hasn't lost, he ha- he's going to have to have a lot of fortitude, you yeah. know, to be able to continue to, to keep grinding and to not get down and not get frustrated and to figure this game out. And, and the great ones are able to do that. Jay, good to hear your voice again. You text us whenever you want. All kidding aside, we're always happy to hear from you <laughs> in the middle of the show. Uh, safe travels uh, this weekend. You guys, are, you guys are the best show in, in all of Arizona. So. <laughs> Look at that! There you go. Look at that! Right. You, well, you're just you're just you're just right. trying to get an invitation back to the show, and you, it worked. We're going to have you back on because you said that. Thanks, Jay. We appreciate it. Take care.